0: School PR professionals spend a week or two each year networking, if they're lucky. We pour into this professional development and the conversations drive us in our work. Collaboration is one of the best parts of our job, but then we go back to our daily work and the buzz of bright conversations and innovation starts to wear off. Welcome to School PR Happy Hour. We seek to create a shared space of collaboration and an opportunity to continue those conversations long after the closing sessions of our state and national conferences. We are a community, a community of communicators that lean on each other in hard times and learn from each other regularly. This podcast is about just that, getting to know each other better and sharing our passions about furthering education, one story at a time. What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of School PR Happy Hour. My name's Justin Deering. I appreciate you being here to listen today. If you recall, last year at this time, we were about a month and a half, two months into the lockdown and quarantines from COVID-19, and we talked to a a gentleman that I met named Aaron Davis, and it was a great conversation, and I really sat back and thought about this episode, and I wanted to do something similar this episode, where we brought somebody in that could speak some truth and speak some, some good news into you and make you feel really good as we head into the stretch of the year where we're trying to figure out what graduation looks like and things like that. And as the planning went on, I realized there was only one person that I wanted to talk to, but I wasn't allowed to talk to him last season because Aaron, my co-host, said we would not be able to have a serious conversation for an hour on a podcast. So back by popular demand and back because I want to talk to my good buddy, Adam Harris. What's up, Adam?
1: Justin, man, we got to start talking Marvel we got to start talking baseball, right? Baseball trading cards. Like yeah. that's what this hour is about, right? This whole hour
0: will be about a dissection of one division, <laughs> Captain America, or I'm sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. All the different things. Yes. We're not even going to talk about school PR, but you guys are doing a great job. We're proud of you. But let's like, let's dive into episode three of Falcon and the Winter <laughs>
1: Soldier. <laughs> I'm actually super um, motivated right now and excited to be here because we've, Kind of put off scheduling this this week, and and we tried to find when the time locks in. And I'm feeling like super locked in right now, and I think you are too. So like, this is just this is a really good time to start talking.
0: And and just for the record, this is um, being recorded less than seven hours before the due date. <laughs> it posts at midnight tonight. We are filming currently at five nineteen Central Standard Time, which. I let Aaron know that I was getting real close to my deadline this time, but me and Adam were working on the perfect timing and it's worked out great. And Yeah, uh,
1: I feel good, Aaron. I promise this will get done.
0: It will. My editing is quick and we're going to just get through this. But yeah, we're cutting this one close and I appreciate you uh, taking some time out Friday night when obviously you could be doing something else. But we're going to get into something I saw come across your district's um, Facebook and Twitter and social media. Then I saw you share it. And Adam I've al- I've always told you and I've said multiple times on this show that I am a fan of the way you do your videos because it's raw. It's just a conversation where you literally hold your phone up and have a conversation with a student or a teacher in the hallway of the campus you're at. And you recently re- released one with a gentleman, a young kid who's sitting in a hallway, and I don't want to misquote him, but you asked him what he's learned through this time, and he basically said that this like had just this amazing answer about what the pandemic and the quarantine meant to him. And I was just curious, like, walk me through how that happened. Like that, that conversation, Mm -hmm. how it started, how it got to where you got with this kid and just your thoughts on that video.
1: Well, I think, um, like, thank you so much for everything you just said. Um, I really love just attacking this part of my job as I am. And so what I think was beautiful about this video is there's two things that school PR people can take from it. One is i think a cool little skill and a cool little like tip that they can maybe bring into their district in the own way, in their own way and two is like just motivation and a lesson from a from an 11 year old um so if you want to see this video um i work for Arlington Night school district 25 i'm the head of communications and storytelling for them and um it's just i i'm, I'm trying to tell stories and i thought of this the other day i was like man Kids get it, right? We all know that. That's why we're doing the job that we're doing. Um, We could be doing communications and strategic PR for like, you know, Fortune 500 companies and, you know, making, making more financial impact on our own lives. But that's not why we're doing what we're doing. We're doing what we're doing because we want to impact kids, impact community and tell stories and connect people. And I was like, okay, these kids, man, they get it. They, what would they say if they just had a mic or a camera and someone went, what have you learned from COVID? Um, and you hear all these experts talking about it and all that stuff, right? But these kids, man, they just say it the best. And, and my guy Emerson at Greenbrier Elementary School, um, I, I went into the school. I emailed all my principals and I said, hey, I want one kid from your school that you think would be fun to talk to and could be a little reflective about COVID and so this is the first one that i got i walked into his class um i asked him to come out in the hallway with his teacher's permission we went out on the hallway i sit there i take my iphone i just do a little selfie video and i just start interviewing and i asked him what he thinks of covid and one of my favorite things he said is he thinks covid has been like medicine for the world he thinks we were we were of course, he said, of course, horrible things have happened and people have died and he's not dismissing that. But what he meant was we were kind of running a rat race constantly, running ourselves into the ground, running the world into the ground. We didn't know what we were doing. And he's looked at COVID in the last year and self-reflected and really learned how he thinks COVID is this medicine. It has taught him to appreciate his family. It has taught him Um, to appreciate school. He's like, I love school. I didn't realize how much I would miss school. Um, He said all that like on his own, right? Like it's not something I coached him for. I did another interview with another girl, Anissa, at one of our other um, elementary schools a week later. And she took it in a different direction. She said, you know, I learned from COVID how to really appreciate doctors and nurses and medical professionals and scientists. She goes, before COVID, no one spoke twice of them. Everyone complained about their doctor. And she's like, now I look at doctors and nurses as like these awesome heroes. Um, it's just it's just something that I think we don't, we always say, man, that kid's so smart. Man, that kid says some awesome things. Oh my God, that kid's hilarious. Um, why don't we just like, give them the mic, give them the the camera and let them say it and then just press publish. And I think that has been my favorite part of my job. And that has been something that I've had to concentrate extra on in this past year of doing because all this other stuff has gotten in the way. And when I do this, I feel like myself again at my job and it makes me feel happy.
0: And that, I mean that that right there. Just the last part you just said is such a big thing because this year has been so stressful in so many different ways on so many of us in the school PR industry. It's funny that you bring up speaking with the younger children, or the younger younger kids, and them giving you the answers. I got. I'm actually, I was in this last week. One of my last projects in my district before I start my new job this next week was to interview the val, uh, valedictorian and salutatorians from the senior high and just pick their brains and kind of get them, write a story about them for the magazine that'll come out over the summer and ask the salutatorian, what did you learn through the pandemic? What have you learned through the last year? And he used way bigger words than I currently know how to spell. (laughs) But um, I mean, his answer was, I sat back and read it and I was like, man, this is so like insightful on this kid who has been so, as you said, you know, we've been running the race. We've been staying in our lane. We've been doing our thing. This salutatorian, he said, "I think the biggest thing this pandemic has brought has been a reduced has been the reduced obligations and more free time. Suddenly, mm-hmm. all the structure delineating how a day, month, or year progresses disappeared, and it brought a very difficult question of what truly motivates us to achieve success."
1: That's so well said, and it's articulate. Yeah, I've, I've thought of it in a billion different ways, and I've never read it or articulated it like that please can you read it again please
0: yeah so i think the biggest thing this pandemic has brought has been the reduced obligations and more free time suddenly all of the structure delineating how a day month or year progressed disappeared and brought a very difficult question of what truly motivates us to achieve success
1: and and isn't that so interesting to hear right now because i've noticed my stress level has gone up in the last like month and a half right um we are such plug and play beings like things are opening up again and all of a sudden we just fill our calendars up again with obligations Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like it's like it's like a flip of the switch we just plug right back into that old world and to hear that said again it was it was we don't we 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 had to really take away our obligations and relook at and answer that tough question. What really is success? What really is happiness? What do we really want out of life? Is it, do we want to go from here to there, here to there, here to there, or do we want to like sit and be with ourselves? I think like that's genius because I've been like stressed as heck lately and yeah, job stressful, of course. Um, this time is stressful. Yes. But like the re-entry has been way more stressful than I anticipated, and I need to chill out.
0: Right. I, I mean, I think for me, I mean, this this has been a period, I mean, how many times in the last four months have have you FaceTimed me or I Facetime you and we answer the phone and we don't say anything for like 15 seconds. <laughs> we just kind of <laughs> stare at each other. And then we just like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, what is going on?
1: For real, for real, for real. And
0: then we we talk for 30 minutes. And then by the end of it, we're laughing and talking about Marvel or talking about baseball. But for those first, like, 10 minutes, we're kind of having this moment of, dude, what is going on? Because, yeah, things are reopening, which means kids are coming back to campus. I mean, we're at 80% capacity from high school down right now as far as in-person. And, you know, for the last uh, year – the way I tell stories has had to change because there weren't kids on campus for the most part up until, you know, September, October. So I was doing a lot of zoom interviews, much like you were doing. And we were doing a lot of things like that to tell stories. But now there's this, there's this opportunity to go back and tell stories. So we start filling the camera up, but then you get there and you know that half your audience that watches is not happy that they're that's going on. So it's just this weird, like dynamic of how do we continue to do our job and then deal with everything else that's going on outside of just what, when I have my camera in my hand, when I'm happiest, mm-hmm. dealing with yeah. the political landscape of an election year, dealing with the social injustice going on around the country and the, and the reform and change that's coming from that, dealing from the political pressure from that, dealing with school board meetings, dealing with athletic events, dealing with everything, dealing with Final Cut Pro coming up with updates that make no sense. <laughs> I mean, we are dealing with some serious stuff, but yet like you said, we just plug right back in and keep chugging and we don't stop and think and focus on why am I doing this job? Why am I here? What's my purpose for being in school PR? And I think in our pre-show before we we're were just, you know, talking about Marvel before we hit record, you said something that, I mean, I I think I said, well, there's our show. We're done after you say that. Mm -hmm. So I just want to hear like kind of your thoughts on setting your schedule, your thoughts on doing the stuff that makes you happy, your thoughts of even if it's not what may be the most important thing that needs to be done, what are your, what are your thoughts on getting into those spots and those parts of your job that bring you joy?
1: Okay, so like, let's go really extreme with it then because even in your question, that's a, um, that's flawed wording that I think we all have in our head. There's flawed wording in there that actually makes us Feel guilty or something. So when you said it may not be the most important thing, what I think that's in our brains. Like, that's no fault to your question. That's like how we operate. But it just came up for me when you said that it's like we are in charge of our position. We got hired to do a job. So we decide what is most important. And if we are the ones deciding that is most important, whatever action and 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 step we take to get that most important thing done is the right way to do our job if we're doing it it must be right it must be the right way to go if we're doing it from a place of avoidance or if we're trying to like maneuver around things yeah i get that but if we are true to ourselves in our position and we're making the decision for us to do our job the best then we're no longer at the effect of the circumstance around us we're no longer at the effect of, you know, the community or any of our bosses or, you know, teachers or principals or like whatever. We are the ones deciding what to do with our day. And then better work comes from that. I've just noticed like, the hell are we doing? We've talked all through COVID about how we've learned X, Y, and Z about our lives. And then in this past month, we've dove head first back in and forgot all the things that we said we were going to learn and change i was going on three walks a day with my fiance and i've gone on one in the last two weeks i loved my walks with her and we have stopped doing that and it's little things like that so with work this past month uh, f- i'm sorry this past like two weeks i've gotten off the train. I ride my bike around my town that that I work in and I take the train to or from. So I got off the train and I got on my bike and normally I was going right to the office. And I said, no, like three times this week, I'm gonna go right to a building because that's what I used to do. And I go to the building and yes, of course, there's socially distance. We're wearing masks. There's different ways that I have to be in the building. But the point is, is I'm there. And then from there, stories start popping up again motivation starts popping up again inside me. You don't know what you've got inside you if you don't put yourself in that situation. And so I've been starting to go, okay, the only person responsible for filling my cup at work is me. That's the only person responsible because at at any time people need to get their cup filled too, and they need things from you. And it is all important to them. And we can do we can yes and we can validate the importance of what everyone else needs in the community um in communication wise whether it be just like school board meetings or anything like that that can be validated but we are the only ones we have to remember we're responsible for our cup we're never at the effect of anybody else we aren't just because we get a paycheck from someone doesn't mean we are 100 percent at the effect of them they Trust us just like we trust us. So we need to start doing that more often. And I was like, I'm trusting myself that I know if I get off the train and I go to a school and work from there and do a story. I will make awesome stuff the rest of the day. And I will be on top of my stuff and I won't be bogged down. That's just what works for me. And I think that we have to just remember that we are the ones that can fill our cup in our jobs. And that goes for anybody in any position. But especially us in communications where so many things fall under communications, we just gotta keep filling our cup and trust that we are really good at our jobs and take ownership of.
0: Hey School PR friends, Erin here. We are so excited to welcome back Class Intercom as our sponsor for season two of School PR Happy Hour. Last year we told you about how Class Intercom allows for content creation with students in a safe and carefully curated way and that's true. But did you know that Class Intercom is actually a comprehensive social media management tool? That means no more hopping from app to app to schedule your content. To learn more, head to classintercom.com and get started today. I can tell you that like, just hearing that is, it makes me think of this project that I wrapped up a couple weeks ago. every year in our district, we have 11 campuses. So I actually get to go out and do, I do a video over every teacher of the year. And as I was doing those videos, I was realizing, man, this is the first time I've been on this campus since before we did Teacher of the Year last year. Wow. Because we, you know, we were staying off, we were going to campuses, but we weren't going to campuses, but we're staying, like, just, we would pull up, maybe do something outside, but we were just trying to, you know, respect the fact that some in our community weren't on the campus, and we were limiting guests, so we were limiting our presence as well a little bit. Yep. Um, and I, I personally think that's, that's honorable to do towards this, you know, cause you want to, mm-hmm. you want to do your part, but man, I'm sitting in those classrooms and like, I think I went to a third grade classroom at one campus mm-hmm. and she was just reading and I'm supposed to be filming and I'm literally watching her read and watching these yeah, yeah. discussions right. and I'm, I'm here to work. I'm not here to learn this book that I've read before in third grade, I'm sure, but I just found myself sitting there and was just like, I am, this is, this is happy. This feels good. This is something I – so I ended up filming that and then going to the next one, and it being a science lab, and then going to a class of a teacher who only taught virtually all year. Hmm. And his kids – he's a third-grade teacher. He's the only male teacher other than the PEA on the campus, and he's dancing in front of his camera for his third-graders. He's got – they call him the dictator because he dictates what time they have to log on to (laughs) Zoom. And, I mean, it's just like he is – just watching him work, even though there's no kids in the room, he has built a culture in that classroom of happiness. He's like, I'm here to, you know, I want them to log on and smile every morning. And I'm like, and you're doing it. I'm not even in your class and I'm smiling watching you. And producing those videos was like a moment for me to be like, okay, recenter, because there's been a lot going on in my world, recenter and realize we're here because this teacher, we're here because those teachers, we're here for that bus driver, Mr. Bill, who drives the bus in Carol who is amazing at his job and high fives and smiles at every kid and had to rework that for COVID. Like how do you high five when you can't high five? But I love that. I mean, I love the idea of just getting out there and realizing that your mental health, your, if you're not right, you're not going to do a great job. Playing yeah, if,
1: you, if, you're, if you're not within integrity with yourself, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, this, this, this is a lesson beyond just work. Like if you aren't connected to yourself, you can't connect to whatever partner or relationship or friend you're trying to connect with out there. You have to start inside, get connected inside. Then you can start connecting outside, truly connecting and producing really awesome connection and work and stories. Like what I think we have forgotten sometimes is just when I say we, I mean, like, honestly, like district office sometimes, like when you're at the district office for so long and like deep, like really managing so much of the influx of COVID and the information coming in and like the, the misinformation. And when, when that is your world 24 seven for a year, we forget that there's actually real world things happening outside of our office and in these classrooms. Like we forget that education is is actually happening. Like we go into the office and nine o'clock hits and we're like, you know, sending this email and then making sure we follow up on this Facebook post and then trying to write a new letter that, you know, trumps the last letter we sent. And we're doing that. Meanwhile, like at the exact same moment we're doing that, there is a kid being dropped off by his parent and he doesn't want to leave, but he's excited to go to school. They're like at the same exact moment. And we get so consumed With this quote unquote drama that we've been managing and co-managing and, and trying to like dampen down that we don't realize that there's real life stuff happening. Like you witnessed that teacher read that book or dancing. That guy's been doing that every day. And we forgot, I think, for a little bit. I know I did for a little bit because I was so consumed with making sure the website was updated and making sure like the, like everyone had the information that they needed to and if one person missed it, that like it's on me and I'm bad at my job, that all that was just distraction and drama from, from me remembering that there's other things happening in the world and in our district at the same exact time.
0: So I'm hearing you say this and I'm, uh, I'm totally, you know, on the same link, but in my, in my mind, knowing myself, and this is just a selfish, selfish question I'm asking, I know in my mind there's so much going on. It's kind of like we talked about with the flawed questioning a second ago. There's so much going on that even though that is the main part and the happy part of my job, how do you combat the guilt of Mm -hmm. doing the right thing for yourself that also makes you better at your job? Like going about, like almost like giving yourself permission, I guess, is the way you worded it earlier when we were speaking and talking before we started. But like that part, I do know there's people that are like, man, there's so much going on for me to take almost not a mental break, but a mental work break to go work on things that make me happy and make me better at everything else. Sometimes that can be hard to step away. How do you deal with yeah. like, your thoughts? How do you deal with the guilt of that or the thoughts of, you know, there's so much going on. I got to, I, I, that's a great idea, but, cause I think I do that a lot. That's a great idea. But
1: yeah, like, Oh, Adam, that, that, that sounds like what, what, what kind of world are you living in that you're able to just like do that? Like, um, we do have to click send on these emails. We do have to write all this stuff. We, yes, a hundred percent. and I'm and I'm a one-man shop. I will like say that first and foremost. So I can use today as an example. Today is a really good example. Um, so, I knew that we had the possibility of a letter going out to our families, right? and um, my superintendent had already started a draft of it and I had already edited it earlier in the week. So we were like thinking maybe this would be the message we needed to wait on a few things to like come in for us to actually click send. And I also had just finished getting in, um, nine parent videos from our nine schools that I asked them to, to do over the past couple of weeks, just thanking teachers and thanking staff for teacher appreciation week. And these videos came in and it was something that was like hanging over my head. And I'm like, I want this to be done by Monday. And I don't want to like stress do it over the weekend. And I want it to be good and impactful because I want teachers and staff to realize that the community is here for them, no matter what's going on. And that was like my pleasure project for the day. Right. And I was like, okay, I I really want to do this project, but like, I should um, make sure that this communication is going to go out perfectly and make sure that, like, I should, like, just sit there and and write it and rewrite it and put a bunch of energy into it. And instead of doing that with the communication, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I think this thing is pretty much where it needs to be. And I'm not sure if we're going to send it out. And I think while I'm waiting, I'm just going to start doing this project, start doing this video project. Like, you'll be surprised at how, like, How, how minor combing through your emails actually is like how an email can wait an hour and a half as you work on a video project. So like I canceled out of my email and I'm just like, I'm just going to do this project because like, I think that if I get this done, people will get why I spent my time doing it. Like I just had faith that like, if this is, you know, if I, when I click send on this, people are gonna be like, oh, it makes sense that he did, he spent his time doing it.
0: And I mean, so like you said, turned around as soon as you finished it and sent it to us and said, look at what I made today at work. And I could tell just from the text message, you were excited about it because so that, our little group, that's what we do is when we do something cool. Mm-hmm. We share it with our group before, probably before we share it with our community.
1: <laughs> hey, look at what we're doing. I and, said, uh, look what I made today. Yeah, exactly. Look what I, made. Look what I, and that feeling is what made me. I knew that feeling was coming. We've all had that feeling. We're creatives. We all are in the creative business. I said, I knew that like high was gonna come if I just did this video today. And I said, I need that high today. And so I just did it. And guess what also happened? My boss popped into my office and was like, hey, I think we gotta start sending this email. Cause you, you, you gotta remember your boss is busy too and everyone else is busy too. And things are going to get done. Things are going to get done. They just will. And so my boss popped in and was like, hey, I think we should, we should look at this, this message. And I was like, cool. And then I put the video aside I sat with my boss for about an hour, right? And we combed through the thing and we came through a conclusion. An hour is a good amount of time. And I was Mm -hmm. like, cool, that was the plan. I stepped away, she stepped away. And then I completed that project and then went right back to the video. Like, as you see, instead of making the letter 80% of my job and the video 20%, it naturally happened where the letter was 20% of my job and the video was 80% of my job today. And Mm -hmm. from that, the letter is going to get it's out there and it's done. And the video got the proper 80% of my attention and I'm really proud of it. So I think it's having that perspective that a things are going to get done. Like you're on a team, people are going to be like, Hey, I think we should send that now. Like it's things will get done. The thing's not going to not get sent, right? Like it's going to get sent. It just always does. It just doesn't need to be so emphasized all day. It doesn't need to be like number one on the priority list 100% of the time. You got to make sure that you realize when I change my priorities, like just do it for a little thing. Give yourself permission to do it next week one time for like 15 minutes even. And, And then after the 15 minutes, look around and see if the world ended. And if the world didn't end, do it for 20 minutes the next day. And then if the world doesn't end, then do it for 30 minutes the next day. And you'll start to see that the world's not going to end because what we're doing is serious, but it's also not the end of the world. And so focus your attention where you want it, where you want growth to happen, I guess.
0: That's awesome. So, so let's say we're standing in a room right now, whether it's at Inspiro or it's a virtual zoom room and you Mm. have the attention of every school PR person. I'm just throwing this at you. I just made it up. Um, Heck yeah. And you have the attention of every school PR person heading into this last month, you know, the grind of graduation, prom, already planning back to school, already looking at what convocations, already, you know, trying to figure out what school's going to look like if, if this thing keeps going the way it's going or whatnot, you have their attention for 30 seconds. What is your elevator pitch or your, your 30 seconds? To tell them that it is okay to do what you love
1: okay one thing i want to tell people is what i've learned a lot in my personal work and my personal journey is easeful is the right way to go hard doesn't make things better actually hard and resistance from your body is an indication that it's not the right path to go down, it's not the right way to go. When things are easeful, that actually means you're operating in your zone of genius. And that is what's bringing you to this position, and that's what makes you an X Factor. So what I would invite everyone out there to do is in the next week, give yourself permission to go towards what feels easeful one time. That could be something in your personal life where, God, man, I don't want to make dinner tonight and I don't want to spend money, but that feels, oh my God, that just feels so useful to spend some money on dinner. Allow yourself to do that. Or you're in your workout and you know that there's like a hill that you run up and you just want to avoid the hill for one day and it feels really useful in your body to just take a right instead of going straight. Do that. Or in work, you're going into the office and you're like, oh my God, writing that is going to suck, or I don't want to go take pictures of that, or I, whatever it may be, right? Find what makes, what, what feels easeful. That's different than like what makes you happy, like touching, get in touch with your body, and what thought relaxes your body? What, what, what activity at work would relax your body? and do that just do it one time go towards what makes things easy. Well, i think in our society we've gotten so used to like the hard is what makes it great it's a great line from a league of their own i love that line and um it's a baseball line right but i think that we've gotten so trained to think like grindy hard grit your teeth do work if you're not working hard then you're not working at all it's like actually if you're working from ease you're working with incredible efficiency and you're working in your zone of genius, which is going to create unique content to you. We're not all the same. I do things differently than you do, Justin, but I know that your stuff is fallen when it comes from you. And it's not stuff that I ever want to try and do because it doesn't come easeful to me. And the stuff that comes easeful to me is not stuff that you need to try and grind out because it doesn't come easeful to you. And that's why we're different people in different positions. So just go towards what's easeful. That's, that's one thing I would, I would ask people to do. The other thing is I would ask people to notice when they are at work and just notice when they may have just experienced themselves withholding from someone, just a withhold. Um, that's what I like to call it a withhold. Like you're talking to someone, talking to your boss, you're talking to a colleague, you're talking to someone at work, a parent, even, and you notice there's a withhold like, oop, don't say that. Oop, Don't open up that much. don't be that vulnerable like you don't even have to say it just notice when there's a withhold that's all I want you to do go Wow I withheld right there Wow I withheld and just keep doing that until it becomes so loud that you end up going I'm gonna try and say that next time and even go back to that person and be like hey I just want to let you know I want you to know me a little more I noticed in our conversation I wanted to say X and I withheld it so I'm just gonna say X to you and you say it you'll be so surprised at how relationships at work and in general in your life but relationships at work will just everything will become a lot easeful more calming more trusting and then your office might not be a stressful place to go into during a really stressful time so notice withholds and go towards something that feels easeful in your body those are the two things i would i would advise those are great places to start
0: that was, that was, that was impressive. I mean, I I sprung that on <laughs> you without even giving you a heads up and you just gave us a keynote.
1: <laughs> Bro, thank you for saying keynote. That's what I want to do in my life. So I know. Like, I've just, been, I've been developing all this content and it's just, I I don't know, man, this, it lights me up. So thanks for saying that.
0: Well, I will be your agent and we Bang. will get you booked.
1: Bang. Oh, and if man, you're interested
0: in way. hearing from Adam Harris, you can see him over on Twitter at a Harris SD 25. That is, that is your Twitter handle, a Harris SD 25. You will recognize him because he is sitting on a curb in a outfit that looks to be a sunflower.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was Halloween one year,
0: (laughs) but Adam, I do appreciate it. I know we've been back and forth all week trying to set this up, but it feels like we hit the perfect time. Like we both in good, like a good spot, having a great day. And really just, uh, just, I love that conversation and see Aaron, we had a serious conversation that lasted half an hour and we didn't even get in depth in baseball cards and Marvel. But could you imagine if me and you had a podcast and maybe we should about these upcoming Marvel shows?
1: I mean, it would definitely um, ease a lot of like people's ears that I talk to all the time that are like sick of it. You know, like I imagine like that happens in your life where you're just like talking and thinking about theories. Like, you know, you said you, you mentioned the other day you were just talking for like hours after like episode 2 of Falcon. And so I'm wondering if if we should do the podcast if it's not just for us.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, Loki we got we got like a month to plan cuz Loki's coming.
1: Okay, Loki is one of my favorite characters of all time. Right? <laughs> we're going
0: to run we're going to run off the Aaron, last this feels minute.
1: this feels really easeful to talk about Marvel <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, we will, we will have that conversation offline and we will mm-hmm. figure out if you're going to come up with our own little podcast on the side. But again, Adam, I would do appreciate it, buddy. You're one of my best buddies in this, this industry mm-hmm. and just in this world. And I know, uh, over the last couple of months you have FaceTimed me after seeing a text or seeing a tweet and been like, bro, <laughs> what's up? And we've had, yeah, we just
1: make, we just make eyes at each other. Like what, what, what was that? Yeah. Like, what, yeah what, no, what is going yeah. on
0: in your life? What, I mean, so I just want you to know, I appreciate you and, uh, and you're a good dude and I'm, I'm glad you're one of my people.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. I, I I love you, JD. And I think, um, like when I first met you, it's like one of those things where you're like, Oh, that's the energy that I want to like have in my life. So like, I'm really happy the way that we've grown to be like really good friends over the last few years.
0: Man. I love that guy. That conversation was genuinely unplanned and hit on so many things that I personally need to stop and consider as we head into the home stretch of this crazy school year. I hope you're able to pull something from this talk. As Erin always says in her episodes, this podcast works best when we are interacting and talking about the takeaways after the podcast ends. So I hope you'll hit us up on Twitter at SPR Happy Hour. And as always, this is School PR Happy Hour. My name's Justin Deering. Now let's go out there and try to be a little better at our jobs every day.